Ghana is one of Africa's success stories. The country is stable, democratic, and has been experiencing economic growth. Foreign direct investment has grown by about 70% for each of the last two years. But the country is also awash in counterfeit clothes, textiles, car parts, and pharmaceuticals. The problem is so pronounced that it threatens local economies, the overall growth of the country, and even people's lives. America Abroad's Sean Carberry traveled to Ghana to examine the challenges the country faces in keeping counterfeit goods off the streets. My name is um, Edmond Tay. This particular terminal is called the Golden Jubilee Terminal. Golden Jubilee is one of several terminals at Tema, Ghana's largest port. Customs officials hurry about processing paperwork and inspecting suspicious containers from the thousands stacked up in the terminal. Our present location is beside a container which is coming from China. Consignment was described as um, computer accessories, but we suspected it to contain some counterfeit goods. Uh, what, printer toner cartridges? Yes, HP printer toner cartridges. Okay. How do people here recognize whether they're real or whether they're fake? Well, for the officers who have been trained uh, in detecting counterfeits, we are able to do that. But on the general market, people are, are unable to, to detect, and um, that is the issue. Over the last few years, the government's increased its profiling and screening activities, as well as training for customs agents. Manufacturers themselves often conduct workshops to help customs personnel better identify what's real and what isn't. In the case of this container, there were a few red flags. Well, because of the general label computer accessories, and we thought it was too general for the description, and so we wanted to have a look at what specifically is in that container. And maybe because of the country of origin, too, it's coming from China, so we thought, well, there could be something wrong with it. U.S. officials have been pleased to see the uptick in Ghana's enforcement efforts. In the three years that I've been in Ghana, I have seen a shift. Um, I think that, of course, there was always some awareness uh, of the problem. But in the last three years, I think um, there's more and more awareness uh, on the part of Ghanaians about how this isn't, you know, this is an, an issue for them as well. That's Heather Burns. She's the commercial counselor at the U.S. Embassy in Accra. Her job is to help U.S. companies export to Ghana, and so protecting intellectual property is a huge component of her work. I think possibly at, at some point in the past, there was maybe more of an idea that IPR was something that big corporations, possibly you know outside uh, corporations coming in, that this was of interest to them, but wasn't really relevant uh, to Ghanaian companies. As a result of changing awareness and growing self-interest, she says she's been seeing a growth in seizures, raids, and other enforcement activities. You know, which is great, not, not just for you know, uh, U.S. companies, but definitely great also for Ghanaians and Ghanaian companies. Of all the goods seized by customs officials, perhaps the most troubling are the boxes of suspicious drugs and medicine. Thousands of people in Ghana die each year from treatable diseases like malaria. And so over the last few years, the government stepped up its efforts to stem the tide of counterfeit pharmaceuticals coming into the country. And when customs officials find suspicious medicine, they send samples to the Food and Drugs Board laboratory for analysis. Lab personnel also conduct market surveillance. In that capacity, they randomly screen products in the market to see what's getting past officials in the ports or what's finding other ways into the country. 
My name is um, Eric Aikai Boatin. Um, I'm the head of the laboratory services department of the Food and Drugs Board. This is our physical chemical laboratory. As you can see, it's very old. And... The lab sits in a colonial-era building in downtown Accra. The government's building a new lab, but for now they're working out of this space that looks like an old college facility, cluttered with beakers and burners, titrating devices and dissolution tanks. About a dozen techs scurry about in white coats, testing and analyzing. Yeah, so no, this is not noise. No, no, no spot was detected, so this is pure. This is a counterfeit. So it came as one out of 80. Ghana is ground zero for malaria, which is why there's such a focus on screening for fake malaria meds. For the third year in a row, the Food and Drugs Board is conducting market surveillance to find counterfeit anti-malarials that have made their way into the country. So this is a report that has come from one of the Sentinel sites. The 2011 surveillance reports are coming in. In this particular report, 80 samples were taken from government and private hospitals as well as clinics and pharmacies in two of Ghana's districts. See, that's out of the 80. One counterfeit, that's one anti-malaria counterfeit, that's a test unit. The remaining 12 had doubtful results, but we would need to confirm. Those 12 could be counterfeit or simply substandard, legitimate products that were poorly made or stored. 2009, we had to redraw 22 anti-malarias from the Ghanaian market because we had about 22 products failing. I mean, the failure rate was around 31%. 2010, last year, it dropped to around 16. And from the results that we are seeing now, there, there seems to be a great improvement from the two sites out of the six. There are only two legitimate entry points for drugs into Ghana, Tama and the airport. They're seeing a drop in counterfeit drugs coming in those places, but the market surveillance shows that fake drugs are still being smuggled in and finding their way to consumers. The presence of fake pharmaceuticals is contributing to the growing problem of drug-resistant forms of diseases like malaria. Malaria is very, you know, it's a very serious disease. I mean, it's the number one disease burden here in this country. About almost 38 to 40 percent of all outpatient cases are malaria. And uncomplicated malaria can transform to complicated and it kills. So the implication is grave, it's serious. Yeah. So even one counterfeit product on the market can, can yeah, be yeah. dead? Yeah, it can be deadly. Yeah, that's it. It can. But it's not just fake drugs that are threatening Ghana. Fake foods, car parts, and electrical equipment all threaten lives in the country. And Ghana's once thriving textile industry is under attack from the proliferation of pirated prints. Ghana is known across Africa for its printed fabric, and over the last few years, counterfeit versions from China have been flooding the market. That's putting thousands of local jobs on the line. Other industries are hit hard as well. Heather Burns. We have Ghanaian artists, musicians who are forced to make a living purely on live performance because there is no way for them to get significant revenue from selling their DVDs because they're so easily copied. But enforcement can only go so far. It's a bit of a whack-a-mole situation. As Ghana's been getting more assertive at its ports, smugglers have turned to the land border with neighboring Togo. I was denied permission to visit the border area. One official told me quietly that he didn't want me to see anything that might be embarrassing to the government. No one wanted to say it on tape, but people told me privately that poorly paid customs officials along the border are known to take bribes and look the other way. Plus, so much of the border is undeveloped that people can sneak across with relative ease. 
That means that other tactics are needed, deterrence and education of consumers. Both are tough tasks. If somebody is found to have counterfeited a product, the person goes to court and he's charged peanuts. Kofi Esselman is the quality assurance manager for Unilever West Africa and a member of the Coalition Against Counterfeit and Illicit Trade in Ghana. That's a coalition of business, law enforcement, and government agencies working together to combat the trafficking and sale of counterfeit goods. It's no deterrent, and uh, people will continue to do it. So I think that one of the big things we need to do is to really bring to the fore the fact that it appears that our deterrent uh, measures are not strong enough to scare people away. He and others say that the government has been passing laws to stiffen penalties on those importing and selling counterfeit goods, but a number of people said in private that the court system is a weak link in the country. People are not prosecuted quickly and efficiently. But even if the country can tighten up the borders, which most people say is close to impossible, and with a better legal regime, there's still one last link in the chain, the consumer. Kofi Esselman. So long as there is no education, so long as people are not convinced that by buying counterfeited goods, I'm creating unemployment, I'm creating a problem in my country, um, they will go in for it. He says the country needs to dramatically scale up its efforts to educate people about the harm that counterfeit goods cause the country and individuals. But many people knowingly and willingly buy counterfeit goods for simple economic reasons. Despite Ghana's growth and development, more than a quarter of the people live below the poverty line, and many people simply can't afford to buy authentic products, whether that's clothes, cell phones, food, or drugs. People are caught in a vicious circle. So I think strongly that it is a very difficult situation for people from this part of the world where poverty is really rife. And it's ultimately a tall order to get someone in a remote village who can barely support her family to stop and think that buying a fake product could cost the job of a Ghanaian worker somewhere else in the country. So for the foreseeable future, the economics in Ghana provide an incentive for counterfeiters to continue to do business here. For America Abroad, I'm Sean Carberry. I'm Deborah Amos, and you're listening to Counterfeit Crackdown on America Abroad. Coming up, we head to India, where counterfeit and subpar meds have dangerous implications.